Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Triple Jump podcast. It's a video game podcast. My name is Ben. My name is Peter. And my name is Ashton. Good morning, guys. Good morning. morning. How are we all feeling today? Good. Fine, thanks. A bit of a tummy ache because I drank some gin last night. And Uh-oh. It gives got me gin t- tummy. I got gin tummy. Something I've just learned about before we get recorded. So, you used to drink a lot of gin. I do drink right? a lot of gin, yeah. You still do drink a lot well, of yeah, gin. Well, yeah, but it always gives me a funny tummy in the morning. Okay. Um, and so I was like, last night we went for a few beverages for Kieran's birthday. And Happy I thought, birthday, Kieran. Happy, Happy birthday, birthday, Kieran. I thought, I'm not going to drink gin. I'm going to have something else. So I was having like hard seltzers instead, mm. which also meant to be less calories. I don't really, I just don't know why I picked them. They were on offer. Um, and then I was seltzers like, I woke up this morning and I was like, why do I have such a funny tummy? Like what's going on? I thought maybe it was the KFC I ate last night. No, it was in fact the cocktails that we drank while we were out that had gin in them, but I just mm. didn't think about that. So I was like, oh good. So I got a bit of a tummy because I had gin. Oh, you also stole a pencil. I stole a pencil, yeah. The golf. We did some uh, mini golf yeah. last night, junkyard golf. Then uh, one. I did win, which I never lost. normally happens. It was a bit I of never a... never win mini You started golf. off pretty, po- yeah. pretty poor. Oh, I did horrible. As often tends to be the case with games like that. Like, it's always a bit of a roller coaster. Like, mm. I started out reasonably well yeah me too. then i had like a terrible middle i was in far in last place mm-hmm. and then i got a hole in one and managed to come in third place the so, only hole in one of the night as yeah. well mm-hmm. on the ramp step. one where you have to on go on the ramp one guys i started on the ramp one pretty well yeah and then i ended very poorly and was on like at least fives for a couple of them so i lost but i only got 36 it's it was always only nine to holes play for in, in very basic casual mini golf. Yeah. But we good. had a wonderful time. We did. We did. It's a good place to do mini golf. And then we went to uh, Weatherspoons, yeah. which was weirdly dead on a Wednesday night. Mm. Yeah. Uh, strange that. In the basically the, the ghost town that is the gate in Newcastle because all the businesses keep leaving. Mm. Uh, so it's just Weatherspoons, really. Cinema on the top floor is closing down as well. So there's going to be nothing apart from Pizza Hut, which is, I think, the there's only thing. There's a Nando's in there. Is there? Upstairs. And, and an escape room. place where you buy clothes by the kilogram. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that used to be Zaza Bazaar, which yeah. I'm not sad about at all. Uh, then we went to You Me World, yeah, which my, is an arcade. Yeah. My card? This is a rechargeable card. Please keep this card for Please future use. Please keep this use. card for future use. It's uh, it's a cashless venue in that you put credits on a card. You like, put top it up with a fiver or whatever. But the machines aren't, you know, one pound a go. 
they are 2.4 credits per go and you Which don't know like really money. what the credits mean no. it's very sort of early xbox live arcade thing where they make you top up by a certain amount of credits but then there's nothing that you can buy that equates exactly to... so you always end up with credits left over that you paid for that you can't use you except can... i somehow managed Peter to have, did it. i'm the only person who got down to zero i had like i don't even know how much was on my card and then we were on our way out we'd already all uh, had a few goes on the claw machine I was like, I think I've got some money left. And I just went on the way out like bleep. And it went bleep. Current balance zero. I was like, hell yeah. And then, of course, the claw went. Uh, <laughs> you wanted to win a Sonic. Oh, let me caress the Sonic. Yeah. I tried yeah. to win a minion. Didn't oh, work. Didn't, you win a minion? didn't work. I did one game and then I had, didn't have enough credits for anything else. What game was it? Well, I did one thing, table football with James Jenkins. Yes. And then I went around and I tried like one of the, the smacky machines oh, yes, for yes. some reason. I didn't know why. I just was like, oh, this beeps on things. and just started scanning it on there. Right. And then uh, then I'd run out of credit. Did you accidentally pay for our uh, air hockey, do No, because there wasn't a thing down my side. Oh, okay. Me and Peter played air hockey. Mm -hmm. I won that. Yeah. Well done. Yeah. And then me, James, you and Alex played yeah. air hockey later on. Me and Alex won that. Yeah, well. I lost yeah. that one. That's, that was sad. And it I was won the violent. Football with James, we you beat did. you and Kieran. Yeah. That f table football was weird. Yeah, it was kind it of. It was strange. like instead of having like rows, mm -hmm. you had like I don't know how you meant to play it on your own because there was just too many things. But you like pulled characters like up the and down. Players went up and down the track. And the you had track. to like the, the track. football yes. track. And obviously you span it, and then track. the goalkeeper you had to like spin the knob rather than like pulling it right on that was weird. I don't mm. know why it was. It like did that. look a bit strange. Mm. Yeah, I only managed to get two games out of my. Uh, my five pounds yeah uh got my got got well, i caressed a minion uh on the claw machine didn't win it and then i paid for kieran and i to have a go on the house of the dead game they had there mm. which was i think one of the most expensive games they had there uh kieran died quite fast and then i sort of struggled on for a little bit on my own and then died as well and then i was when i was trying to scan it like let's have another go but no it it costs three point something credits, mm. and uh, you can't afford it. You can't even get two. You can't even get three goes out of a fiver on House of the Dead. I, unless they misheard me and put more than a fiver on my um, thing, I managed to get three claw machines, an air hockey, and a Daytona USA. That's shocking it, to me. I couldn't believe how it kept incorrect. being accepted. Yeah. They definitely put a tenner on. Yeah, maybe they did. I've not even checked my bank balance. <laughs> <laughs> they probably put a tenner on. You have a fiver's worth. Yeah, £500. Okay. <laughs> Extra 50s worth of uh, of credits on there yeah, for you. Yeah, thanks. Uh, £10. Well, we had a wonderful time and happy birthday again, Kieran. Happy birthday, um, Kieran. Hope you had a good time Kieran. too. We are brought to you each and every week by a very real video game adjacent sponsor here on this podcast. Mm -hmm. uh, I've actually got the ad read in front of me now. Uh, bearing in mind, it is Gamescom week. Yeah. As we record this, an exciting time. Uh, this week's sponsor is Hideo Kojima's podcast featuring his best friend in the whole wide world from now until the end of time, Jeff Keighley. Is that the name of the podcast? That's the name of the podcast. Is that yeah. separate to his recently announced weird podcast? Yes, this is a new one. Right. He's doing on top of the one that was announced at Opening Night Live, which I think we can all agree was one of the one of the biggest announcements of the week. Yeah. Was what's it called? It's like mind sessions. Brain. Brain talk. Brain squoodle. Yeah. Brain squoodle. Yeah. Something like that. Brain time. Uh, so yeah, this is this is another one he's doing called Hideo Kojima's podcast featuring his best friend in the whole wide world from now until the end of time, Jeff Keighley. What do they do on their podcast? It's the first talk about Strand what? podcast. I said that actually when we were watching Gamescom. It's the first Strand podcast. the first podcast. Strand podcast. I'm going to keep saying it until everyone laughs. <laughs> I don't understand the joke. 
Um, oh, like Death Stranding when that right, came Death out. Hideo Kojima said this is uh, the first of a brand new genre called Strand Games. Yes. Oh, right. Okay. That makes sense. Because you kept saying it and I was like laughing along and being like, I don't understand the show. <laughs> I'll Google that later. I don't understand it. I don't know what a Strand Game is by his definition. Do you know what it's no, supposed to be? Until we well, get another Strand Game. game. <laughs> uh, we won't know. It has to have dead whales in was it. Was he like yes. trying to make it like Souls-like? They'll be like, he's like, this will be a, a, a genre. Game, this is, everyone will be like, yeah. this is a Strand All Game. All of these shovelware be like, Strand Games. On no, it's Steam. just a walking mm. sim. Yeah. Sorry. Is that real? Uh, well, I mean, the podcast is real. The one that the one that he's doing is real, and Jeff Keighley's going to be brain on it. That you. was yeah. the announcement. Yeah. yeah. Hideo Kojima's brain schooled you, but unfortunately, Hideo Kojima's podcast featuring his best friend in the whole wide world from now until the end of time, Jeff Keighley, is not real. Uh, although there will be an episode that I assume will be titled that in the Hideo Kojima's brain schooled you. Probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is real. Definitely. Uh, no, we are not sponsored by that. Uh, H K P F H B F I T W W W F N U T E O T G K. God, that seems like uh, way more. It did seem like. Didn't a that more feel like it wouldn't end? Uh, <laughs> we're sponsored by our wonderful patrons over at patreoncom forward slash Team Triple Jump, where for as little as one dollar per month, you could support this podcast. You can also ask questions on it. Uh, there's loads of other tiers and rewards available. Please go and check it out if you. Can Peter? Peter? Question. Brian Cahill, Cahill, Cahill has is one of those people who's asked a question on this podcast. Yes. And Brian says, "Hello to whomever does not currently have the plops." Hey, all three of us. All of us. A bit sporadic recently. I'm currently on my first playthrough of Horizon Zero Dawn. I know, late to the party and all that. And I found myself burned out pretty early on in the main quest. I got hooked immediately on hunting the wild machines that I uh, that I may, may have overdone it. And now I'm not too sure if I'll be able to stick with the game long enough to finish the main story. Have you ever been turned off a game by your own doing? All the best. Thank you, Brian. Thanks, Brian. Thank you, Brian. I, um, this is, I talk about this game occasionally and I, I'm well aware that it's not like necessarily a, a huge like important game even within its own series but i personally really enjoyed far cry primal um because of the setting i thought it was relatively unique i know since then there have been a few quote-unquote caveman games um but i think at the time it was fairly unique in having that setting and i really liked that but i also got burned out by almost doing exactly the same thing which was you could go hunting for like special animals like you know the white saber-toothed tiger or the black mammoth or whatever um and all kinds of other things as well it's a far cry game there were loads of camps to liberate and things to do probably mushrooms to collect i can't remember anymore but i was enjoying the main story um and then i once the game sort of opened up and allowed me to go off and do stuff i did then kind of just make myself a bit sick of the whole thing um or just tired of the whole thing really so um yeah i struggled though to think of much more for this question i feel like it probably happens you know from time to time but i can't really come up with any so i'll keep thinking i'll pass it over to ashton matthews of triple jump ah thanks peter ashton Austin matthews are you standing by standing by ben potter of triple jump welcome hello eurovision um <laughs> so i coming to newcastle coming to maybe mm. fingers crossed um I had like the kind of opposite in terms of like I've played the main quest and then I 
don't really have the brain space to go back and do all of the other side stuff. When I f- the first time I played Horizon, I did a bunch of the side quests and stuff, but there was loads and loads of like content that I just didn't do, like any of the hunting grounds, um, a couple of like the the trialy kind of things, and a couple of the side quests I just missed because you can do that in Horizon. You can just not go to an area and just completely miss a side quest. Um, but yeah, I did. I did that with Horizon. I finished the main quest, finished a bunch of the side quests, and then I was like, mm, I don't really want to go back and deal with this other stuff because I've finished the game now. Like, I don't feel like I have to do that because logically, like, why would I go back and do that now? I've already saved the world. Um, but I went back the second time playing it and I did everything before I finished the main quest and I was much more inclined to do everything before I did that final mission. Always that remember it's like, you will not be able to go back after you go to this mission. I either have to make the conscious decision to like backtrack on myself and just go and do everything that I've missed or I just finish the main storyline. But I know that if I do that, then I will not finish everything else. I did that also with Far Cry 6 when I was playing it. I did so much of the stuff. And I was at the point where I was like not able to level up anymore. I'd unlocked so much of the stuff. And I was like, I could just keep like driving around and finding stuff and doing all of these other bits and bobs. Or I could just go and finish the main quest and then be finished with the game, which is what I did. And the second the credits rolled, I was like, well, I'm uninterested now. I don't care about this game anymore. <laughs> it's left my brain. And I do that quite a lot. Same with Stray recently. I finished it once and I've been really struggling to tell myself to go back and like get all the trophies and do it all again and like find all the memories and stuff. But that's partially because I think I had to play it three times from the beginning. Once for a scope, once for a stream and once in my playthrough. And now I'm like, oh, I don't want to have to go back and do it again right now. So I've kind of burnt myself out on it a little bit which I also have done with a couple of games that we've reviewed and like started and had to restart again, like Tiny Tina's. I think I played through the beginning of that game like four times, mm. once for Quipscope and then again the next day for the Quipscope because the f- uh, the footage wasn't working, so I had to play it again. Um, and then I played it through with my boyfriend and then I think I played it through again another time. On stream. On stream, potentially. So I played it a lot and I was like, I... I need a break from this game. I need to take a minute. (laughs) My God, I've played it so much. Um, So yeah, I think I I do get burnt out sometimes, but it's normally my, like you said, my fault. Mm. So Ben? So I've burned out on games that I have left for too long Mm. and then tried to come back to and not really understood what the hell I was doing. And that's kind of my main experience with with this. It's, It's very uncommon that I will start a game and burn out on it the way Brian has by distracting myself with all of the side stuff in the open world and then actually just can't be asked with the main mm. story. Normally, because there are games sometimes where I will just start it and then immediately collect everything and do all the side stuff, like Spider-Man. I did that with Spider-Man. But that was just in... I felt that was in service of the main story and wanting yeah. to finish the main story rather than, hey, this is currently more compelling to me than the main story. The entire time I'm doing side stuff, I'm always thinking, oh, I can't wait to do the next story mission. Mm. But the reason I'm doing that side stuff is because I enjoy the game world so much that I want to do it. It's very rare that I will do that to the extent that I then cannot be asked to play the game anymore. However, yeah. in discussing it just now, 
I have thought of one, and that is Skyrim. Because... I was going to say, I was expecting you to say Skyrim. Well, I did. I was really... Sometimes I really struggle to think of answers for these questions. Like my, my, my gaming... Memories just sort of vanish. Do you from sometimes forget brain. every game you've ever played? Oh yeah, I yeah, I, I always to... give like the same maybe eight games to answer all these questions because they're the ones that just come to mind. Even though I, know I always go so through my like others. PlayStation app and I'm yeah. like looking at all the games that I have played on my PlayStation app and I'm like, what games have I ever played in my life? <laughs> Let me have a look. I have to open my Steam library sometimes. <laughs> yeah, when I try to come up with. Uh, sponsors i will just look around my desk for inspiration <laughs> and just look at the the launch games that i've got stacked next to me yeah the various toys that are lining the the windowsill like one of these will give me an idea yeah. even though i look at them every time uh, but no skyrim for sure because while i loved that game while i was playing it um i massively overindulged and uh, got completely oversaturated by the world and Finished the main story. I think that, that was maybe the last thing I did was the main quest line. And the main quest line of Elder Scrolls games are never really that good. No. They're always, I find, one of the weakest parts of, the, of, of what is otherwise a very, very strong experience. Uh, so I think I left those pretty much till last in Skyrim. And so by the time I finished that, got the relevant trophies for it, I was just so done because I played so many hours in such a short space of time and I still can't play it to this day, which is sad. I'm more in like a middle ground camp with that in that i didn't put myself off skyrim by doing side stuff but i did that much side stuff that i i've i've still never finished the main quest of skyrim i just never bothered doing i did i finished oblivion mm. um but, i don't think i finished oblivion right still can't do it um <laughs> but uh you know so i i still enjoy skyrim playing it now it's just that i've no interest in the main quest but that's not because i made myself sick of it it's because i just I would just rather boot up Skyrim and explore the world or I'd rather boot up a Fallout game or whatever or Oblivion and just explore rather than play the main quest. But that's just because, like you say, they're never that strong. So, yeah. yeah. Well, that's my answer. It's time to talk about something else. It's a thing we tried out last week, but you weren't here. Oh. And when you're off sick, I think it works, so we might do it again this week. It's called okay. What We Play In. Mm. It's what we play in time. Time to talk about what video games we've been playing. Peter Austin, what have you been playing? Well, if you count the uh, the arcade, I've been all over this week by my <laughs> standards, but I haven't really. Um, so apart from Daytona USA. Daytona, let's go. And some physical arcade games, including Claw Machine, Air Hockey, and physical football <laughs> thing uh, with weird men who run up and down the track. Yes, um, yes. I've also played um, a bit of Destroy All Humans 2 Reprobed. Mm -hmm. Excellent. Uh, which turned out less bad than I expected. Um, mm -hmm. Well, that implies that it is still bad. It's not. It's not a bad game. Um, it's just, it doesn't interest me that much. I think it's, I think I used the phrase in the quipscope actually, that it's a bit of a living fossil. Um, you know, you can, you can, remake or remaster games like that to your heart's content but unless you are seriously messing around with the actual core gameplay design um you're still gonna suffer from the fact that you're releasing a game that's got like mid noughties style uh stuff in it you know the, the missions are all quite samey or you know it can be it's all a bit reductive really it's it's like go here kill this many people mm. find these these collectibles or whatever so 
unfortunately, the the actual game design isn't great, but they've done an okay job, I think, with what they have been given, and uh, the it's it's fun enough to play with the toys that it gives you. It's that sort of thing. So it was all right. We've got a proper quip scope on it. You can go and uh, watch that if you like. Uh, also, I've been playing Pac-Man World Repack. <laughs> Not repacked. No, repack. Okay, oh. repack. Yeah, right. Um, this was a PS1 third-person, like, 3D platformer. Kind of, a, I guess you could call it a mascot platformer because it's Pac-Man, who is a mascot. Um, and that game has passed a lot of people by. Most of the people in the office who I've told about this game are like, I've never heard of that. What are you mm-hmm. talking about? No, I um, hadn't. Like until you mentioned it, I had no idea that it was even a thing. So I expect. Oh, oh, oh TV oh, just fine. restarted. Yeah. Uh, so I expected um, the chat to be in a similar position. I thought everyone would go, I don't know what this is, but actually, it seemed like a fair few people on stream had heard of it. So Some other living fossils. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, so bit of a mixture um, of whether people have heard of this or not. But uh, I think that's actually a really nice game. I enjoyed it back in the day uh, and I've been playing it at home. I've been playing it in the office and I've been playing it live on Twitch. And uh, I think it does a pretty good job of being a old game remade in modern day. In fact, I'm trying to, I don't know if it's, um, I think it is remade from the ground up. They've used the same music. They've not re-recorded that, I can tell, but... I think it's like physically been rebuilt. Um, but that's a lot of fun too. There should be a quip scope out by now because we're going to record one straight after the podcast. Um, but that's that's like, it's got a good level of challenge, um, but it's still kind of quite happy and, and laid back and it could be a, a good palate cleanser for people who are into that. If you're not into your platformers, you might struggle with it. But uh, I've had a good time with that. So... Looking forward to playing some more. It's out now, right? Yeah, it's out now. Out now. Uh, Today at time of recording. Ah. Mm -hmm. Mm. I have been playing some games this week instead of packing my flat. Cool. I have played, um, I finished the Final Fantasy VII Yuffie DLC um, the other day. Really Mm. enjoyed it. But it's it weird at the end, isn't it? Yeah, a bit of an abrupt. I wasn't expecting, I was expecting it to go on for a little longer. Not that I was... Uh, mad that it yeah. didn't because I was I just finished Final Fantasy 7 remake that I'd been playing for several weeks so it was kind of a blessing that it was mm. sort of on the short side but it did just sort of end yeah. and I wasn't really I was a bit sort of taken aback by that and also like I did not understand what was going on like it took a real like came out of left field at the mm. end there something that had literally not been not been talked about the entire Final Fantasy 7 game in itself or during the DLC suddenly something else is happening and these other people are here and I'm like who who are you? What's going on? Final Fantasy VII has a complicated enough story as it is. Yeah. But then with all the extracurricular Final Fantasy VII stuff, the spin-off games mm. and the movies and the Advent Children's and stuff like that, that is where the game, despite it being my favorite game ever, mm. that's where that, I suppose, the Final Fantasy VII franchise loses me. Because mm. outside of the core game, it's a tough sell for me. It just goes a bit too weird it's a weird enough game anyway in places, but it just goes a bit too far out there for me to really understand. It goes a bit Kingdom Hearts yeah. almost, yeah. like a bit strange. 
Um, and it seems like they are introducing some elements of that in the next part. And I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah. Uh, so we will see. What MB was saying when I asked him about it, because I was like, I don't know what's going on. I'll ask Ben. And he was like, yeah, they're from a different game that I haven't played. Uh, so I also didn't know what they were from. I don't really understand it either. I Googled it and I st I'm still confused. And I was like, okay, well, I've done it now. So you did it. Uh, well, good for me, I guess. Um, so yeah, I finished that. And then I also finished all of the campaign in Power Washing Simulator. It took me a long time to do the final one. There's nice. a, like a big, big building that you have to like completely clean. And I was doing it for like all day on Sunday. I watched an entire series of NCIS and just played Power Washing Simulator. That sounds incredibly like, relaxing. All though. day. Yeah, it was pretty good to be fair. Um, and it was great. I had a great time. But yeah, I've done all the campaign now. So that's uninstalled from my PC now. Otherwise, I will continue to play it, even though I don't need to. Mm. Um, and then I also played some... Tonky Hanks Pro Scooter. Oh, yeah. Um, Tonky Hanks. Because, for some reason, when uh, MB was up a couple of weeks ago, he installed it on my PlayStation. I don't know why. He just did. Um, so I had it installed already. And I was like, hey, why not? Hey, why not give this a go while it's here? Because I didn't really know what else to play. And I am so bad at mm. it. I don't know what I'm doing. Well, because you never played the original, right? No. So. I'm just kind of like slamming buttons and like holding different directions and stuff. Um, and me and MB played together for a couple bits and he would obviously just wipe the floor with me in every thing. It was like the one where you have to do a trick on something and then it paints it your color and then oh, someone yeah. else can like do a better trick and it will make it their color. And I was like doing all these little tricks and like landing and I was like, yeah, I'm doing so good. And then I'd turn around and Ben was just following me, like doing better tricks and like getting one. I was like, could you not go somewhere else? <laughs> like it's me. No, it got to make you feel bad. And I got stuck in a bowl for like ages and I couldn't get out. And he was trying to like, tell me like how to just get out of the bowl. I was like, I know the, the control, but it's not working. I don't understand. <laughs> it is so, one of those things where like, once you know how to do it, it's, mm. it seems like, oh, it's pretty easy to play. But actually, it's not that easy. I'm not saying it's counterintuitive, but yeah, until you, yeah. it's like riding a bike, I guess. Like, you know, you have to just learn this is how it works. And then once you've got that, it's fine. But yeah, yeah. Or so, using two sticks even is really difficult the first time you do it. Yeah. So I um, tried to do a couple of like the solo, just like campaign stuff where you're mm -hmm. just in a room and it's like, collect the word skate. Mm -hmm. um, and I managed to like, it took me like three or four goes to get most of the stuff. And a couple of times it took me to do a gap and I did not know what that meant or what I had to do. So I would just be like, well, let's move on to the next thing because I don't really know what's going on. But the time limit, I just, I can't get anything done in like a minute and a half. And I'm like, please, I need more time to collect all the textbooks in the school. I haven't got enough time. <laughs> um, so I'm not very good at it and I don't know if I'll keep playing it, but I have given it a go. Nice. So, well done for trying you. it out. Thank mm. you. That's what I played this week. I've also played a little bit of Tanky Honks have uh, you? Pro Skunker. Oh. Yeah, because it was on because Ben it was on came up Plus. and installed yeah, it. Installed it on, it on your PlayStation Yeah, Ben also too. popped over and just installed oh, it. Was it was on Plus. Plus. Yeah, Maybe it was that's on why Plus. Mm. like a month month ago, mm. I think. Um and I was going to eventually buy this game anyway, just because uh, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 2 was, I think, the first game I bought with my own money of wow. my own volition after seeing it in the Argos catalogue. It was <laughs> £20. We've had this conversation yeah. before. <laughs> and I was going to wait until it was £20 to buy it now. A, because I'm not really that fussed. And B, because it would be sort of poetic. But yeah. then it was free, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> um, I, I played it just in some like local multiplayer, just messing around in the 
the hangar and stuff like that. And man, you know, we get these questions from time to time where people want to know if there was, if is there a game that you feel like you're missing out on or a game that you wish you were really good at? And my go-to is normally like fighting games because I'm terrible at those. Mm. I want to change my answer to Tonky Hanks <laughs> because no matter how long I've been playing these games for, I all I do still is go up a ramp, hold grind until I fall over, despite the fact that I'm trying to balance, or go up a half pipe and hold circle in a direction and massively over rotate every time and get greedy and then fall over, over and over and over again. I'm just so rubbish at it. Mm. And I've been, to be fair, I only played Pro Skater 2 on PS1 and then didn't touch it again until right. like Project 8 or whatever on PS3. Uh, but I'm just, I suck at it. I know what I need to do. I know how to manual. Mm. I know how to grind. I, I know all the buttons. I understand that. But I'm just, I'm just rubbish at it. And I don't think I will ever have enough time as, uh, and now that I am 30 years old <laughs> to get the practice necessary to learn how to ride that bike. I think it's something I'm okay at because I, as well as having Pro Skater 2, I then had both Tony Hawk's Underground games mm. and played those a lot. I completed both of those. And so, yeah, I guess I've had had that practice, had put those hours in, yeah. done that grind, done yeah. the grind. Say. Done the grind. We yeah. were fully getting annoyed each other because Ben kept trying to, my Ben kept trying to explain to me how to manual and I just could not understand what he You've was saying. you got to flick up and down. I was like, I'm flicking up and down, but she, she's just going in the wrong direction. Like she's not doing it. I'm just doing little, I just keep stopping. And he's like, no, you have to do it quick. I was like, what do you mean I have to do it quick? I'm doing it as quick as I can. <laughs> and he was like trying to use a D-pad. Uh. I was like, but I've got to use the stick and I can't use a D-pad at the same time. I don't understand what I have to do. And he was getting we were both getting very annoyed at each other. I said, I'm not manualing. I can't be asked. I don't understand it. <laughs> so yeah, I played a little bit of that. Only a tiny bit though. Uh, I also had some family up visiting and we played some local games. We played Jackbox. We played uh, The Quarry. I'm really annoyed at Ben actually. I'm going to air some grievances here. Finished the Whoa. quarry. I finished the ben quarry before we did on stream. Ben asked me the other day. Oh, you, you finished you, it? Yeah. yeah. Oh. He asked me the day, have you, played, have you finished the quarry? I was like, no, yeah. because we were playing it on stream. I was saving like the, all reactions. I haven't played to it. To be fair. And he was like, oh, I finished this, it. And I was like. This <sighs> visit, this family visit has been booked in for months. And I thought we would have finished the quarry <laughs> a long time ago. But various circumstances yeah. have prevented us from doing that. I'm fairly sure we're only one stream away from finishing it. Yeah. But I'm I have up, I'm still I have finished it. But I had different characters alive in this playthrough. Did you keep okay. the girl alive? Uh, yes. Uh, with the because big of, mouth. Because of my knowledge. Because yeah, the big flapping mouth. Oh, yeah. yeah. So did you just not open the attic? No, there's a there's a, an order you do it in. You have oh. to check the backpack first because it's got uh, dog boy repellent in it. Has oh. it? Yeah. It doesn't say dog boy repellent. Yeah. There's some like bear mace and oh, stuff. Right. So oh. you can you can escape. Uh, you do have to open the trapdoor, though. Oh, wow. Uh, so uh, it's seemingly, anyway. Anyway, it was interesting to play it through with that knowledge in mind. Uh, you know the mild, mild spoilers for the quarry. You know the bit where Jacob, everyone's favorite jock boy, mm. goes for a little dive in the lake uh, in his yeah. pants, uh, in his underoos. And to, he gets his leg stuck. He gets his leg stuck on a barbed wire. I thought I was, because I chose him again, I thought I was doing what I did on stream, which was just, instead of untangle, just pull against it. And it wasn't, and he just drowned. Like an hour into the game, just drowned in the lake of his own volition. He wasn't even killed by a monster. It was rubbish. Wow. He was so drowned. I was so disappointed. Uh, but uh, you know, it has an ending. We'll get to it when we stream it. <laughs> right? Uh, okay. It has an ending. So that's pretty cool. Uh, the main thing, though, that I've been playing is uh, Cyberpunk. Played uh, yeah. about sort of ten or so hours of that. I am enjoying it. Man, it's impressively dark and 
and quite sad mm. you know it's, it's it's quite heavy uh and largely it runs bug free i'm still having some weird quirks but uh, i oh, am enjoying good. the game and i am able to uh, effectively play as uh, barbara piss by literally piling all of my skill points into unarmed combat mm -hmm. and just sprinting into a room and punching everybody to death, which is really fun. Um, you should eventually try and get to the point where you can have the gorilla hands. Yes, yeah, so I want to get the gorilla arms. Because so they're can, just they would yeah. just annihilate everything. It's crazy. You I just walk in and that. just smack someone and they're just dead. Like <laughs> Yeah, gotta do that. So I'm working towards that. Uh, but the other thing that I the other main thing that I've been playing is Saints Row. Oh yeah. Which mm. came out this week and people hate it. <laughs> they hate it. They absolutely despise it. It feels like it's getting dogpiled for like everything it's not rather than everything that it is i've seen so many and i'm not saying people are wrong because look at the average score everyone's everyone's like entitled 65%. to their opinions and to be clear i don't think it's the greatest game ever i think it's a bog standard open world but coming from a place of playing cyberpunk which is very very dark and not having played a saints row game for a long time and also not really playing any open world games for a while either that i feel compelled to do stuff in them mm. this is this has felt like such a breath of fresh air and while it definitely definitely has its hang-ups and i'm not pretending for a minute that it doesn't i am yeah it's not good is it i am really enjoying 63 it 63 percent a lot of developers not a lot of the critical consensus that i saw is uh people drawing direct comparisons to GTA, which I'm not saying is unfair, but I would say that Saints Row has tried to forge its own identity outside of GTA for the longest time. So surely it should be compared to Saints Row and not mm. GTA because mm. GTA is like, it's a behemoth by comparison. Um, I would urge people not to be so quick to judge Saints Row while it is buggy and very generic open world fare. Uh, I am having a lot of fun with it. And I find it, as I said, like a real breath of fresh air. And I find it really, really quite enjoyable. I'm not having a bad time with it. And the whole thing is in co-op as well, if you mm. want to mess around in it too. Uh, maybe wait for a sale. You are right? Metro.co.uk gave it 40%. Get off the yeah. Metro now. Uh, as, <laughs> as did Video Gamer. But Metro, this proves the point, really. Like, when I think of Saints Row, I think, oh, it's a kind of a, a silly sandbox where mm. you go and do stuff. And yeah, obviously there's a story, but like, yeah. it's designed to go around and be foolish. And it's like gangy, which is the only like relevance to GTA, really, is that it's like gang. It's, yeah, yeah, it's about crime. And, and they've said this in a negative way. A well, a tragically outdated open world adventure that almost has more in common with Goat Simulator than Grand Theft Auto, despite some moderately entertaining mechanics. I mean, they probably sort of want to have a bit more in common with Goat Simulator than GTA. Mm. That's kind of. I just find it. I I understand that it's an open world, a crime sandbox, and so. The Saints Row has always been fighting an uphill battle, where it's always been compared to GTA. And again. I'm not going to bat for this new Saints Row here to the extent that people might think that I am mm. in terms of calling out critics and saying people's opinions are wrong. Uh, but I do think it's strange that now is the time to compare it to GTA when Saints Row the Third and Saints Row Four and Get Out of Hell all forged their own identity. And really, we should be comparing Saints Row, the new Saints Row, to them, not yeah. GTA Five, mm. not GTA Online, because that's not really... A fair comparison, I, I don't think, especially budget-wise, I would say. Um, even though 
even if, sorry, you compare it to the other Saints Row games, it's not as good. Mm. But it is more Saints Row and silly, open-world, fun, bonkers time that we haven't had for a while because Saints Row has been away for ages. So, as I said, I wouldn't buy it full price. But if you can get it on a sale or if it comes to Game Pass, I'd recommend giving it a go. You might genuinely enjoy it. Um, I would... This is one of those instances where I think maybe you should try it for yourself and mm. and see what you think. But uh, I am enjoying Saints Row and uh, I do intend to finish it when I have the time to go back into it. I've really enjoyed watching all of the the bugs that people have found. Oh, the bugs are They're crazy. So I was the one where this guy was like stuck standing on top of a car and he couldn't do anything. Like he couldn't get off. So he was just shooting the car till it exploded. Mm. The car then exploded and he was still just stood there. <laughs> and the police. Like the Simpsons. Yeah, the police <laughs> were like shooting at him. But then he just became like just invisible apart from his like camo vest, which was just like where he had like died. <laughs> Ironically, or where the car, yeah, the, the, the car despawned and he despawned and the camo vest was all that was left. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't have access to this game too long before launch, but speaking to uh, other uh, other people who reviewed the game who had it earlier than we did, uh, it sounds like there was a an earlier version that was even more buggy than the mm. version that was the state at launch. So much so that when I played it and we recorded the Quipscope, which you can go watch if you want to see some footage of some of the bugs that I saw uh, or listen to it on the podcast feed, uh, it was... I, I was certain that there would be some kind of day one patch. I said it in the Quipscope. Like, I'm sure there's going to be a day one patch. Yeah. And it doesn't seem that there has been, which is not acceptable, to be clear. Uh, so wait for this one. Wait for a price reduction. Don't get it at launch. But do not be put off by the uh, by the scathing reviews, because I think if you're a Saints Row fan in any sense, you will still find some fun in there. Because mm. I'm really liking it. So there we are. Let's move on to question two. I have a question. Here comes from Robert Mansell. Congratulations, dude and dudettes. THQ Nordic, or Embrace a Group, as they're now Whatever called, they're called. have asked each of you to pick a remake of your choice. However, there is a catch. It must have been featured on the on Worst Games Ever. Each pick a game to be re remade from the back catalogue of Worst Games Ever and tell me what changes you'd make, if any. Peace out. P.S. My mum Val sends her love. Hi, Val. Hello, Val. Thanks, Thank you, Val. Val. Why don't you come love on you. over? Val. Val, Val Mansell. Mansell. <laughs> do, 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 do. Uh, Peter. Yeah. Did you have to go through the Worst Games Ever playlist to remind yourself? Definitely. I yeah. did. Yeah, so did I. Um, I stuck to, I didn't even look at pre-triple jump worst games ever. I thought I'm going to just go with TJ stuff. Mm. Um, but it's okay if you guys haven't done that. Um, I, man, we've played some real bad games, yes, haven't we? we? Have, yeah. And games mm. that like, we've played some games that in, in fairness, probably played okay. Like the Jackanism one was okay. Um, I think Narnia was sort of all right. Cause it was basically Lego, the like telltale Lego games and mm. stuff. Um, so there's stuff like that, but then even the ones that play okay, the subject matter does not interest me. Like I wouldn't want to play a new Pirates of the Caribbean game or a remake of an old Pirates of the Caribbean game. Mm -hmm. So I really struggled. Eventually I came up with, what if there was a new MTV celebrity death match okay. with modern day celebrities in mm -hmm. it? Good. Mm -hmm. Like who would you want in it? I don't know, Donald Trump. Oh, yeah. yeah. That was my first instinct was like, yeah, just beat the crap out of Donald Trump. Yeah. Uh, Kanye. Yes. Um, uh, Timothy Chalamet. He's one, yeah, right? He's, he's a, a celebrity. celebrity. Yeah. 
Harry Styles. Harry Styles would be in it probably. The Worm Simon Cowell. Simon Miller. Simon, Simon Miller. Miller. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, loads of people. Put them all in. Mark Hamill. Yeah. For some reason. Yeah. Um, I think that could be good. They could have a much better character creation because we made Billy Ray Cyrus, didn't we? Did. We did, yeah. We did um, just about. But they could like overhaul that. Let's face it, if THQ Nordic remade MTV Celebrity Deathmatch, they would just include, assuming they could get the rights, which they couldn't, they would just include the likenesses of the celebrities that were in it originally. I don't mm. think they had the rights. I think it was all a parody. Well, yeah, so I guess they, so. they could just do it again. Yeah. But a lot of those celebrities are no longer relevant. No, but they would just remake the game, and even the character creator would probably just have the same mm-hmm. like items in it and nothing more. But Robert Mansell did say we can choose what we want to change, and I would say make MTV Celebrity Deathmatch, put loads of modern day celebrities in there, I guess, and do a decent character creator so that we can make some some monstrosities. Maybe Babs could be in there. Mm. Yeah. Um, I think that could be all right. Mm. So off you go, THQ Nordic. You could probably get the rights for that game as well if you wanted to. Um, don't know who owns it. Probably, probably them. them. <laughs> who, yeah, who owns MTV at this point? I don't actually know. I don't know. Um, so I was going back through the playlist and then yes. I ended up just watching the bus bit of Fast and Furious Crossroads. <laughs> yeah. But like, yeah. I just watched that bit and like the bit before it for That a bus while. is going a bit fast, isn't it? <laughs> Because I just remembered it being really funny. So I just watched that for ages. Um, so it didn't really look that hard. So this might seem a little bit on the surface, but... It's a big spider up there. Is there? I was doing a big old tip of the... Oh, thing right. just saw it's got it a little, right in the top little of body, field, little legs, but like big. Body, big. I don't mind those boy. ones, but no. some people hate them. I wouldn't touch it. Sorry, if it stays up there, I'm fine. It's okay. Um, this one might seem a little bit like, oh, you just gone for the one that was most recent. But, <laughs> however, Troll and I. Yeah. The one that seems like it had maybe the most potential yeah. to be a decent game had it been made with any effort whatsoever. Mm. It smells like bored to me. I feel like the Troll and I is a good shout. There's a lot of them, but I feel like no one would give really care because a lot of them are like, you say, IPs that like, now we probably wouldn't care about. Like, we don't want a new Pirates of the Caribbean no. game or like, we don't want Mary Kate, Mary Hyphen Kate and Ashley mm. at the mall. Um, but the troll and I could work. It has just a, a little ounce of potential in the like the story could maybe work. The troll, yeah, I guess it could work if they just made it better. That mm. would be nice, and they could make it look nicer. Give it a little bit of like a Horizon makeover. Put some, you know, some color in it. That would be nice. Um, that could work. Of all the games that we've played on Worst Games Ever, that one could work. It I had think. Big Brothers, A Tale of Two Sons energy. Yeah. yeah that game yeah. was really good. And yeah, this Team one was Eco really made Troll and I, that could be all right. Yeah, or yeah. Joseph Fares and Fares Fares. Yeah. yeah. Shakira Shakira. Mm. Um, yeah, I'd like to see that. It's a shame that mm. it was rubbish. Mm. Uh, I've chosen The Walking Dead Survival Instinct, which I thought had a great premise and then was just rubbish across the board. Uh, didn't work very well. The combat was terrible. The voice actors completely phoned it in from the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, it looked horrible. Yeah. Um, and there was so much wasted potential because it was sort of, if I remember right, it's been a long time since I played it, but it was sort of a almost a cross country. You're trying to get from A to B and you've got your car. You don't drive the car, but you have to or you can make pit stops to get fuel and stuff, and you've yeah. got to fight off the zombies there and pick up mm. supplies and th- things like that. Like it's it's a cool idea, 
but it just seems like whatever they had planned, they had to strip it right back to the bare bones and they they could not do it justice. So if that was, you know, good, maybe sort of like combine, combine it with Dying Light, a little bit of The Last of Us in there as well, and you're having to stop dynamically on these journeys to venture into outposts yeah, that to, could be good. to yeah. pick up more fuel. I, I, I suppose a little bit like... Um, uh, what's it called? You know that that mobile game, the one that everyone uh, everyone loves with the shooting in the the Deacon St. John. You know the guy, he's on Ride a bike. To hell retribution. Ride to Hell Retribution. That's him. Yeah, mobile no. game. Did you say no, no motorbike, motorbike game? Oh, okay. Yeah. I, was, I was like, uh, I don't know what you're saying. Where's my brain gone? Where is it? The one, the Sony exclusive that's now on on that on PC as well. Bloody hell, Spider Man. No, <laughs> can't go to war either. <laughs> Crap! What's going on? Where, where is it? What's Can you it give called? us anything the, else? Give us something. You play as Deacon St. John. They call them freakers. Oh, oh, right. Yeah, I know the one. Dying Light. No, not Dying no, Light. Dying <laughs> no! No, the, yeah, the motorbike one that's not right oh to our retribution. Oh, God! With the, like, waves of, like, the liquid yes. zombies. Yeah, the hordes. What are the, what's it called? I don't know. I know that I even know that its working title was Dead Don't Ride. I why can't I find its name? Um Type in Dead Don't Ride. Please yeah, okay. What is it? Why is my brain doing Days Gone? Days Gone. Days Gone. Oh my god. Oh my god. People <laughs> listening at home just losing their minds like you you blow a dog whistle or, or something and everyone's dogs freak out. Everyone's screaming at their Car radio. It's days gone, <laughs> idiots. Uh, yeah, a little bit of days gone, maybe that kind of that kind of vibe, but not open world, like yeah. a, like linear, but with some of that exploration and inherent danger, and you've got to find. I can't believe I couldn't remember that name. Oh, I there's just either. so many zombies. Maybe maybe we shouldn't. Maybe there are too many zombie <laughs> games. Maybe that's the that's the thing. But I thought the uh, the Walking Dead survival instinct had a lot of promise. Uh, and the fact that it tied into the show and had some of those actors as well when the show was really relevant, yeah. um, it, it was such a miss. Maybe Hideo could make it because you could have Norman Reedus in it. Make yeah, it I think game. every game with Norman Reedus in it is technically a Hideo Kojima game. Yeah. So yeah. it was a, a Hideo game, Kojima yeah. game because yeah. Norman Reedus was in Survival Instinct. That was actually the first Strand game. Yeah, yes. we just didn't even know it. No. Uh, if you rearrange the letters of The Walking Dead Survival Instinct, it actually spells Hideo Kojima's podcast featuring his best friend in the whole wide world from now until the end of time, Jeff Keighley. And none of us saw it because he's that clever. Has Jeff Keighley ever been in a Hideo Kojima game? Yes, he was in Death Strand. Yes, say, wasn't he in oh, Death right, Strand? Okay. Oh, yeah, he was. Yeah, I remember. He didn't do his own voice. He was in like, the his, promotional his model stuff. They showed it early, I think, yeah. before the game came out. Yeah, yeah. Best yeah. mates. Uh, so that's what I would choose. Also, Lair had a good concept, I think, that was yeah, poorly delivered. Yeah, did have a lovely concept. Delivered. So did Hayes. Hayes wasn't so Hayes was bad. good yeah. too, yeah. There's a lot. There was that, that space game, the space racing game with the rich, the rich fiction. Yeah. There's one game. I nearly that. said oh, yeah. that one. Um, Sidewinder. No, Starwinder. Starwinder. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. would have been good yeah. too. Well, it would be a bit strange, wouldn't it, that future, if yeah. we found ourselves it's there where those games were people, made. Yeah. Um, what well, it would uh, be a bit, uh, be a bit weird, weird news. <laughs> Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. It's weird news time. It's time for some weird video game news. Remember, you can submit your weird video game news to us on social media, Facebook and Twitter. We do a post. We ask for your weird news. We might read it here. We might give you a shout out. What will definitely get you a shout out, though, is supporting us at a certain tier at patreon.com forward slash team triple jump and becoming a podcast producer. Here are the podcast producers for this week. Nathan. G.Y. Goliath. Sean Legg. Corey Duffill, Robin Wardle, Ellie Nicholas, Erica Hutchinson, Melody Albonette, Katie Garajarad, and Gabrielle Philippink. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, everyone. Thank you so much. We love you. We do. We do. Peter, you got some weird news. I've got some weird news that was sent in by Stephen Skodes at sskodes8 on Twitter. Um, it was a reply to our call for weird news, so please do do that if you do do. Please, please do do. <laughs> That's poo. Um, this is from Nintendo Life. <laughs> it's written by Alana Hagues or Hagues. I think that's Hagues. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah, I think that's Hagues, yeah. Um, who says, random, random, Bob Hoskins didn't know Super Mario Bros. movie was based on a game. There's a little sub. He played Mario in the in the live action. Yeah, the Mario Bros. Oh, movie. right. Okay, yeah. cool. Uh, and then there's a little sub- subheading underneath, which is a quote. And it just says, I used to play King Lear. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think amazing. he played Mario. I think he played maybe Bowser, King Bowser. Oh, did he? I thought yeah. Bob Hoskins uh, played Mario. I did, because I did a list recently about... Oh, was it? Um, King Bowser was... Yeah, it says he starred as Mario. Oh, okay. Well, I take it back then. The Super Mario Bros. movie is the gift that keeps on giving. While the 1993 film was critically panned, it wiggled its way into the hearts of many... of <laughs> of many thanks to its reputation and interviews in the years. <laughs> that's... It wiggled its way into the hearts of, of many... many. Thanks Thanks. to its reputation and interviews in the years that followed. Mm. The late Bob Hoskins, didn't know he was dead, who starred as Mario, has particularly garnered interest due to how much he reportedly hated working on the film. But in an interview from back in the day that's resurfaced, thanks to at AT Wright Movies, Hoskins apparently didn't even know the film was based on a video game. So this isn't even news. This is an old interview that's just been old. I was going to say, if he's dead, how do they get this quote? Yeah, from I didn't him? know he was dead. Bob Hoskins took a moment out from being dead. <laughs> we got a the psychic medium. medium has been in touch with Bob Hoskins. 
Um, so he didn't even know the film was based on a video game. You know, one of the most successful video games of all time. Mm. Really, it's not that surprising, but his response below is pretty hilarious. Hoskins revealed in the interview that he was told that Super Mario Bros. was a video game by his son, who then proceeded to show him the little red pixelated plumber jumping up and down. His thoughts? I used to play King Lear. We had a good chuckle at this. Hoskins' matter-of-fact response is priceless, but his thoughts on the movie are in contrast to his co-star, John Leguizamo, as Luigi, who said that the film broke ground back in the day. Yeah, it did. One Twitter user also cherry-picked the same amusing quote we did, but couldn't let this response go unnoticed because it's exactly the kind of joke we wish we'd thought of. Bravo. And they've just put an embedded tweet of someone else who's put, quote, I used to play King Lear. That's important to the article that someone on Twitter also picked out the same quote. And, okay. they, and they wish that they'd made the joke. Even what? though they set it as the subtitle. Even, and they've said it like three times already. But we couldn't let this respond. Oh, there's a reply underneath it. Uh, so uh. Mason Guevara put, I used to play King Lear is the quote. And someone replied to him and put, what system was King Lear on? <laughs> That's good. Great. Okay. Fair enough. It seems like we'll keep finding out little tidbits about the film over the coming years. The movie will be 30 years old next year, so perhaps there will be a big celebration, question mark? No, they'll just release the new one and be like, this is the only Super Mario movie. Well, it goes on to say, one thing we will be getting next year is a brand new animated Super Mario Bros. movie with Chris Pratt starring as the plumber. He's so cool. It doesn't say anything about how cool he is, but we know that he is. Mm. We'll have to see how that one stacks up to this classic in italics let us know what you think of this clip as well as your thoughts on the super mario bros movie in the comments no sound off in the comments thank you peter thank you peter and stephen skodas for submitting the weird news i have some news that i was tagged in a lot Mm -hmm. uh, (laughs) for reasons that you'll soon come to know um, but it was sent to me on the it was replied to the post by Dead Eye Minis at Simon Marston on Twitter, and it is of course from from Eurogamer written by v- Vicky Blake. Sega is now turning Space Channel Five and Comics Zone into into movies. Choo choo up choo. down left right choo choo choo. And then the subheading is Comics Sans. Get it? Not really. No, me neither. Um, <laughs> yeah, that was a genuine question. Can you explain it? <laughs> I know it's like the font, but why is that relevant, Vicky? Because it's spelt like comics. Because the other thing is called oh, comics, comics zone. zone. Yeah, but comics sans is just their subheading. Like right, they've that, okay. There, there we, might be a deeper meaning to that, but I don't see it. Uh, was the character called Sans or something? I, I mean, da 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 da. That's Undertale. Yeah. yeah. Sega is giving two more of its classic titles the movie treatment, Sega Channel Fi- Space Channel 5 and Comics Zone. No doubt inspired by the runaway success of the Sonic movies, Sega looks set to adapt the two games alongside Picture Start, which is also working on the upcoming Borderlands movie, which is seemingly now in post-production. So you can't wait for that. Is it in post-production? Yeah. How can you make a Space Channel 5 movie? I mean, maybe they'll tell us, mm. but... Dance game Space Channel 5 will be retitled Channel 5 and according to and according to Hollywood Reporter tell the story of a hapless fast food worker who is recruited by a freedom reporter from the future to save the world from aliens using the one thing that unites all people on the planet our love of silly viral dances Oh no viral it's dances It's going to be bad oh. going to be so oh. bad 
Comic Zone, on the other hand, will be called Zone and follow a jaded comic book creator and young queer writer of colour who, when sucked into the final issue of his popular series, must put aside their differences to stop a dangerous supervillain from sowing complete destruction. In the process, they wittingly explore the ever-evolving ever art of storytelling itself. They wittingly explore it, not unwittingly. No, it says they wittingly. Oh, wittily. Sorry. Oh, wittily. Ah, still. So, so wittily. Mm. Um, as yet, no stars have been attached to any leading roles, although the film will be written by Barry Battles and Nir Paneri. Barry, Barry Battles? Yeah. <laughs> I would follow that man into war any day of the That's week. That's the protagonist of another Sega yeah. game, I feel. <laughs> And May Cat, respectively. Sega's Takuni. <laughs> Who's May Cat, respectively? <laughs> <laughs> oh. um, Sega's Takum- Takumi Yoshinaga, Kaze Shimamura, and Toru Nakahara are also involved in the productions. Um, yesterday, we learned that Days Gone is the next Sony game to be getting a film adaptation. Is it? Apparently, yeah. That, we found that, that out yesterday, apparently. Game. The motorbike okay. game. Um, Apparently, the film will be written by Oscar-nominated Sheldon Turner with Sam Huygen, who plays Outlander's Jamie Fraser, in consideration for the lead role of Deacon St. John. Oh, we're talking about Days Gone now. Yeah, and Barry Battle. Yeah. Mm. According to reports, the movie will also be a love ballad to motorcycle movies in a post-pandemic modern-day Western. So, yeah, they're making a uh, Space Channel 5 movie. Post-pandemic. Cool. Yeah. Is that, are we using that now as a... As a descriptor yeah. of the times where they'll be like, you remember COVID? Yeah, it's like how in the Resident Evil um, TV show yeah. she says, "Like COVID," and he says, "No, it's worse than COVID." It's worse than COVID. Yeah, yeah. but yeah. My weird news comes courtesy of RB and Johnny Mac. Wow, they're really clumping today, aren't they? they upstairs, are. the clumps. Uh, this is a Kotaku article written by Luke Blunkett. It's yeah, been a while. Hell yeah, editor of Weird News. Vintage Nintendo unboxing ends in tragedy. Is oh. the title. Eric Vosquil, who runs the wonderful Before Mario and has written an excellent book by the same name, has one of the world's finest collections of Nintendo stuff. Recently, though, he managed to get hold of something that was special even by his standards, a couple of packets of Nintendo playing cards from the 1950s depicting the company's hometown of Kyoto. Mm. I cannot overstate how excited I was to find these 70-year-old Nintendo cards featuring Kyoto in the 1950s, Vosquil wrote excitedly on August the 7th. In all my years of collecting, these are the only copies I have come across. To put that into perspective, writing on his vlo- uh, blog, sorry, uh, Voskiel adds that this is the first time he's ever seen the cards printed entirely in English up for sale after spending more than 20 years of searching for vintage Nintendo items. Wow. Mm. And then it's got some embedded stuff, lots of adverts. Having publicly aired his hesitation over opening the packets, these are valuable, and if remained closed would retain that value, Voskiel eventually decided to open one of them and leave the other. Well, the adverts just pushed the entire article down. <laughs> Um, and leave the other since that would let him see what the cards were actually like inside while also keeping the second set sealed. Sadly, his initial excitement didn't last long. Oh no. However, when I carefully removed part of the wrapper, I quickly discovered that all the cards had been completely fused together. Uh He writes, They had remained pressed together for such a long time, likely under hot and humid conditions, that the ink on all cards had made them stick together completely. The stack of individual cards had turned into one solid brick. The photo prints on the cards that contain relatively large amounts of ink may have contributed to this as well. 
Uh. Note that these cards are old and so lacked any of the plastic or laminates we'd normally associate with playing cards produced in more recent decades. These ones were made entirely of paper. So when he says that they have fused together, he means it. This is no longer a deck of cards, but an expensive block of paper. It was fused uh. back into a tree. <laughs> yes, they have fossilized. That's sad. I wonder if that devalues any of like globally in the global nintendo trading market now devalues those cards to an extent because everyone knows that even if you have a sealed pack inside they are fused together yeah or maybe it doesn't matter it's probably just having a complete pack of any kind mm. yeah is, is worth that amount mm. don't, i don't know that one's worth less now though yes yeah. it certainly uh, is. solid block so is his other one probably opening. now well yeah the rest of the article was just fluff and filler but it did say that uh, he checked the other pack and they were the same oh, no. so now they're both worthless worthless i wouldn't have opened the second pack no i would have just wrapped ignorance is bliss schrodinger's yeah. block of paper yeah exactly exactly. <laughs> exactly it's time for question three it's from richard group who says Hello, bossaroos. Hello. Hello. Annoy someone in the audience. My hedgy wedgies. The, the Sony lawsuit seems to tie the the Sony lawsuit seems to tie the question last week of game pricing. I think tie into, or yeah. I don't know. We talked last week about game pricing. Okay. Mm. Um, do you think that this will get the industry wheels turning and we will see a slight pricing shift in the future as a result of it? Um, so yeah, we the question was last uh, last week. Uh, about whether you should wait around and um, see if stuff um, goes down in price after. Oh, yeah. It, should there be a standardized thing? Yeah, because mm -hmm. digital say... storefronts don't uh, typically go down as much as like a physical mm -hmm. release. They were would. saying, would it be good if everyone knew that after, say, six months, this game will go down in price and therefore you you could bide your time if you knew that like, there was a standardized rule system saying mm. right it goes down to 75 percent or whatever so that was the that was the question um well richard but just before we started recording this podcast and we probably not any of us had time to actually read the article so all the best reporting comes from i read the headline yeah but the headline says that the playstation 5 will be going up in price to was it quote match global market something uh, changes like that. or in something? a number of regions including the uh the uk and europe yeah they said the cost of living is going up so is the cost of gaming gamers sucks for you Suck boys yeah. what's that about a pandemic what's that about a chip shortage yeah it was that price all through that but now that you can't afford to pay your energy bill ps5's getting more expensive yeah yeah sorry sorry um, so I don't know if I'm a bit confused in a way by the Sony lawsuit. So for those who don't know, Sony are being sued for five billion dollars mm. pounds. It's a, it's, a, it's a British lawsuit. Oh, is it a British lawsuit? Yeah. Um, for allegedly charging, is it like thirty percent? So they, it says, they've been like skimming off. So the claim filed at the Competition Appeal Tribunal mm. alleges the gaming company abused its position as the market leader to impose terms and conditions on games developers and publishers, including a thirty percent commission on every digital game or in-game purchase oh, made through the online PlayStation Store. Mm. The legal case. The legal case claims Sony PlayStation's actions have driven up prices for consumers, resulting in customers being unwittingly overcharged for digital gaming purchases by a total of £5 billion for the past six years. The estimated damages per individual in the claim is set to be between £67 and £562. It applies to any customer who purchased digital games or add-on content on their console through the PlayStation Store since August 2016. Mm-hmm. What, was, what website was that from? BBC News. BBC. I've also got some stuff from Push Square here. 
Uh, it's worth noting that almost all digital storefronts take a 30% cut on products sold, including the Microsoft Store and Nintendo eShop. Emerging competitors like the Epic Games Store have aggressively lowered their rates against PC-based storefronts like Steam in an effort to attract more content, but still take 12% off the top. So the reason they're going for Sony is because they're the market leader. Yeah. Mm. Uh, but everyone does this, which leads me to believe that this lawsuit doesn't really have a prayer. Uh, well, but they seem to think they've got quite a strong case. They're hinging it all on this like Consumer Rights Act that, that was introduced in the UK like yeah. a few years ago, mm. I think. Um, I, can't, I don't know if it says it in the article there. I don't have access to it here. But that is what basically their entire case hinges on because if this won, this would set a very, well, I don't know what would happen because as it says there, lots of other... Um, our, lots of other platforms using are doing exactly the same thing and have always done the same thing. Um, there's another bit of the Push Square article I'll read here. Interestingly, the suit only covers the past six years of purchases, despite this business model dating all the way back to the original PS1. Oh no, I, I have got it here. It seems the entire suit hinges on a Consumer Rights Act introduced in the UK in 2015, which includes clauses pertaining mm. to the sale of digital goods. Mm. So it's only a recent thing. Um, Sony, this has been their model for a very long time, as has been the model of everyone else. Um, so we will see what happens. I don't believe that they really have a chance uh, because I, you know, Microsoft and Nintendo will also not want this to happen. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, so I don't think that that this will go through, but we will keep an eye on it. However, the question is, will this make a difference to game prices, Peter Austin? No, I don't think so. Um, I mean. Especially given that, yeah, Sony, the lawsuit is against Sony as the market leader. But I mean, the fact is, you you buy a copy of, I mean, I, I just double check this to be absolutely certain, but I knew full well before I looked. You buy a copy of Saints Row, Madden NFL, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles right now, it's exactly the same price on uh, Xbox as it is on PlayStation. Because mm. this lawsuit is not about Sony specifically um, being the baddies. Um, so... Ultimately, the the whole market is going to have to respond to this, even if it's Sony who are in the firing line. Um, and I think the market as a whole will decide. People have been paying this much all along. Why why wouldn't they carry on doing so? Mm. Even if Sony ends up having to give out a load of cash to people for compensation, um, ultimately, those handouts may or may not happen if this goes through. And then once that's been done and dealt with and, you know, all those boxes ticked, I don't think anyone is going to turn around and go, hmm, let's start bringing prices down, especially in light of the fact that the price of the PlayStation 5 is going up in, uh, you know, in response to global market shifts and uh, the cost of living. So I don't think it's going to change the price of anything. It's certainly not going to bring them down anyway. Mm. Um, I just wonder, perhaps, can Sony afford... A five billion dollar lawsuit. I know they're a big company, but five billion sorry pounds is yeah. a lot of money. It is a lot. The article, the BBC one, it spoke to Alex Neal, who is the one who's filed the complaint. She seems to think that like they'll just pay out because the the like the cost of them re like paying the consumer and everyone getting their money back like is less than the five billion pounds so she seems right. to think that rather than taking it to court they'll just pay out but i don't know if like they will but that's what i think she's hoping for but she said it will take years 
for this yeah. to even make any effect on them slash the consumer see any money if they do decide to pay out. So none of us are legal experts either. But no. Uh, no. you have to imagine that all the other storefronts and platforms would have a vested interest in preventing this from going through because mm. of the precedent that it would set. I assume actually, you're right, Ashton, that in terms of the article, if they just pay out, again, not being a legal expert, that means that a legal precedent hasn't been set because they've just mm. paid out. Yeah. Whereas if they take it to court and lose, then there's a legal precedent. And I then assume, everyone can maybe. go for everyone. Yeah. Then. Then yeah. yeah. You can be like, thing. well, yeah. Sony's been it's got and they had to pay out five billion pounds. What would it mean for Game Pass? I have no idea if that's yeah. completely immune from this or, or a totally separate thing. Again, no idea how this could, I this assume could it really affect things if they if they took it to court. Depend yeah. what the commission model is with yeah. Game Pass itself. But with Game Pass, obviously, like you don't have to pay for the individual game. No, you no, and your price doesn't yeah. go up depending on a game if they add it. But I assume it would be like if you pay for a game via your Microsoft account yeah. that is not on Game Pass, they that would, I assume, count because Yes, absolutely. I just wonder if there would be any knock-on effects, you know, how that would affect their pricing and business models across the board mm. if they're suddenly potentially receiving a significantly reduced income. Mm. Um, yeah. Or if just, as you know, we're talking about the game prices here ultimately changing, if it stays the same and that just means that the publishers and developers get more money and the platform holders get less money. Uh, which again, in the case of Microsoft, could affect Game Pass. In the case of PlayStation, could affect uh, PlayStation Plus. Like it, it could, it could knock onto all sorts of things. But who, who knows? What do you think, Ashton? Though, do you think it's going to affect game prices? I don't think so. I think, like you say, if it does go through, potentially it could affect game prices because they might be forced to take less commission, which would mean that game prices could potentially not be so high because the devs and publishers will still make their money of the same amount without having to like give Sony a bunch of their money. So they could probably charge less if they wanted to. But also, like you say, that we've been paying this price for games for the last however many years. So why would they bother? If they know that they're like, well, Sony can now only take 15%. So we'll just keep the prices we are and just take more money. Because realistically, that's what it all is. It's about, we live in a capitalist society where money is the most important thing. And just because they don't have to give Sony 30% anymore doesn't mean that they don't have to They have to lower the prices at all. It just means that they get to take a bigger portion of money away from the game sales. So I don't think it's going to affect it too much. I don't think devs and publishers will um, see this as opportunity to be get on gamers' good sides and take their prices down. I think most, unfortunately, most publishers and devs will just be like, well, more money for us because... The more money we have, the more money that is in our CEO's pocket. And well, he the, says, make more money. The danger would be if Sony or whoever, you know, Microsoft or, or anyone with a platform like that is uh, does continue to have that kind of control over someone and to be able to affect the, the pricing in that way. If if a ruling is made that, say, for example, says you can only now have 15 percent rather than 30 percent, mm. Sony might then just pressure publishers to increase their prices so yeah. sony is still getting like 20 quid per sale oh yeah the, the um, price could well it go could up. go yeah. up in response yeah. like I, I know a lot of people are seeing this and thinking oh the price could go down because they were they'll charge less commission no. that comes to me no no they might want to make the same amount of money per sale and therefore pressure the prices to go upwards yeah ea might decide that well they've been paying 60 pounds a year for EA, FIFA, EA Football Club FC or whatever the hell, yeah. EA Sports FC uh, for the past, you know, t 10 years or whatever. So even though Sony want less of a cut, maybe we'll just increase our cut, uh, increase our earnings and keep it at the same price. Yeah. And then yeah. Sony decides, well, I still want, I still want to make the same money that I did before. 
or at least I want to make some money. So it's it's their percentage has got to go on top of that as well. So mm-hmm. yeah, it could it could go up. It genuinely could go up. Yeah. Uh, but unless if this goes to court and Sony lose, then there could be some changes. But yeah. as it stands, I do not think the price is likely to change. In fact, even if it does go to court, I don't think the price is likely to change because this dates back, or this covers the last six years. And six years ago, the games were cheaper than they are now. Mm. Um, and and that's still, you know, they, they could still be that same price and they'd still be coming for for Sony. It does it it doesn't make any difference what the game prices are. It's that 30% that, that that's the issue, not yeah. the overall price all told. Um so yeah, I don't think it's likely that it'll change. But we'll have to keep an eye on this one because mm. it's uh, it's a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Uh we will see what happens. It's time for uh something else that's a little large. It is the um uh, it's also a discussion. Yes. Yeah. Um, it's a big discussion. It's big discussion time. Time for the big video game discussion. This week it comes courtesy of Cameron Keyword. Nihao Bap, what did you think about Gamescom? To be clear, I think Cameron's asking about Gamescom opening night live, mm. which was Jeff's uh, conference that we live reacted to on Tuesday evening. At the time of recording, Gamescom is still ongoing and there may well be announcements after this podcast has been recorded. Yes. I really enjoyed the reveal of Scars Above as well as the shock crossover between Mini and Pokemon. I didn't. I had been doing some pre-alpha testing for Moonbreaker, which was revealed at the event. So seeing something that I've been testing for almost a year was my personal highlight. Kind regards, Cameron J. Keywood. Uh, so we're not going to run through everything that was announced at uh, opening night live no. or shown off. But uh, we've we've cobbled together some of the games that we liked the look of. I know we agreed three, mm. but I did manage to choose five. I'm really sorry. I, oh, okay, I I've got rid of two um, because I, I could have done five as well. Okay. Do you I remember also did what they five. Were? Yeah. Oh, no. Do you remember what they are? Yeah, you're fine. Yeah. yeah, I do. Yeah, you're gonna tell us. You should, tell us. should we do one at a time? Go yeah, around? let's okay. let's go around like it's game of the year. Well, the, oh, well, overall, I suppose I should ask you, what do you think? What did you think of opening that live? Like it was pretty unexciting, to be honest. I think the only stuff that I was like actively interested in were things I already knew about, and yeah. those are the two the two that I dropped from my five are two games that I already knew about, and therefore, in a way, it wasn't actually that exciting because. I already knew about them. Whereas yeah. in terms of reveals and like here's new stuff, there were like three that looked kind of interesting to me in some way, shape or form. And then the rest I wasn't that interested in at all. So yeah, yeah not it wasn't bad, but it just was very underwhelming, I think. You said something after we finished streaming yeah. that I thought was quite interesting. You said what I kind of walk away from the same way I've been feeling recently with a lot of conferences being like, maybe gaming isn't for me oh, anymore. <laughs> I've been thinking that for a while. Yeah, increasingly these shows, they've never been more diverse in terms of the stuff they've shown. But these showcases are very transparently... Well, 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 okay, yeah, (laughs) I get your point. Uh, But more transparently recently, it's just been, how much money will you pay for how much time on this show? And Mm. then it's just a trailer. There is so much stuff increasingly in these shows that I have so little interest in. And I'm running out of polite ways to say oh, that'll be for someone, but not for me. Mm. And I'm so glad that these audiences, that there are audiences for these games and they're doing well enough to be at these shows. But I'm just, I'm just seeing there's, I feel like there's less and less or fewer and fewer games 
to be excited about. Every time I watch one of these shows, uh, these showcases, I feel a little less excited going in than I would have done mm. a few years ago. Yeah. And I don't know if it's because the landscape is shifting. I don't know if it's because actually I just hate video games now. And then I think, no, you don't hate video games. That's an absurd thing to say. But I just see, especially this year, there were a lot of, there's just so much wish list on Steam yeah. kind of stuff, which yeah. isn't a, shouldn't be a derogatory thing, but it's just not what I'm interested in at all. And and it was just it it becomes a harder and harder watch. Uh, I think each time. I think one of the issues is that we now get more seemingly get more shows like this throughout the year, or certainly you do if you include things like. Um, directs and things like yeah. that in there if you if you count those all as these events where trailers are revealed stuff is like being spread thinly like thinly throughout the year and um i think if if you just had like here's e3 it's once a year playstation going to be there bethesda are going to be there xbox and that, they've saved been saving everything up since last e3 yeah i know that's only a like broadly speaking they didn't They've never done that entirely, but you know, if if there was like if they're banking things for E3 and then had this huge reveal, that would be great. But um, yeah, now that we we get like little bits, we get drip fed information throughout the year, which in a way is also a good thing. Mm. But it means that now you don't have these like big hitting conferences in the same way that maybe you used to. Yeah, it was kind of like a bit draining as well. Like we got like halfway through, and I was like, God, oh, the camera's bugged out. Uh, oh. We've, we've frozen. We've frozen. You, you're talking, so hopefully it's only just done it. Maybe, there we go. If you're watching the video version, we're back. Yeah. We're back. No. Um, yeah, it's kind of draining. We've got the first hour, and I was like, oh, come on, I need something now. A little pick-me-up. Please, Jeffrey, please. Jeffrey. Jeffrey, please. There and then, like, the last half an hour just felt like... It just felt, it just felt bad. I just felt bad. Like, I was like, I'm just being... Like stuff's just being rammed in my face that I'm like, I don't know if I want to watch any of these again. It's like all revealed I, ahead of time yeah, as well. And like Jeffrey told us everything was gonna be there. And then like the Hideo Kojima thing, like that was like, I'm having a I have a podcast. I was like, come on. Like, really? This is the what Poke we're doing. Mini. The poke oh, the yeah. poke mini. <laughs> I would I and afterwards, after the poke mini, I just sat there and I was like, I don't even have the energy to like react to what i'm seeing at this point like i just i'm exhausted by this like i've run out of like like you say of ways of being like i'm not interested mm -hmm. or like being like this could be good i just i've lost my ability to like hide my emotions which is there's like a picture that someone has, like took of me during the stream where i just look so Ashton sad looks like a deflated balloon <laughs> I look so yeah sad um, you look like how we all felt i was just like man i was really excited for some of these announcements and some of this stuff and i just feel like it feels bad, man. Some Just... people could misconstrue what we're saying as being sort of like complaining about a very privileged position that we are in mm. to, to have this as our job and yeah. to live react to this stuff. But I want to make it clear that that's not the case. It's just that we've all witnessed these hashtag get hype moments at these conferences and we've all been through e3's past where it's been really exciting and you don't know what's going to come and they've got these big announcements and then it just feels for the past basically since the pandemic began yeah mm. that all the air has been sucked from the room and these these just are increasingly slogs to watch and we're not saying that because we're complaining that our jobs are hard it's that we are fans of games and we want these to be exciting and they're just increasingly not but in spite of all of that, 
we've still managed to pick out some games that look exciting to us. But when you consider that there were, what, maybe 30 plus games mm. across yeah. the two hours to only be able to pick out a handful, I suppose that's pretty good going. But at the same time, I feel like the 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 the, the batting average used to be a lot higher than it is now. Yeah. yeah. Um, and some of these games that I've picked are kind of like, I liked the look of this, but I don't know if I will like like it as much when it comes to actually purchasing it. Yeah, right. Kind of vibes. Sort of a, ooh. And also, like, a bunch of these were just CG trailers, so I have no idea what the oh game looks God. like. Oh, my God, the amount of CG trailers. Gameplay, for the love of God, please. The ones that I brought along that weren't games we already knew about or had, you know, that I wasn't already excited about, all three of them, I think, have caveats to them. That yeah. Gonna, so. Asterisks. Yeah. Uh, so, Peter, run us through your, your, your number five, I suppose. Oh, I've not even ordered them. But uh, in terms of the one of the two that I removed... Um, uh, Hogwarts Legacy, mm-hmm. um, which I've already seen plenty of. I was already keen to play it. Uh, I knew it was going to be there. And actually, even for what it was, I was. it's not the trailer I was hoping for because it was like the whole thing was like, oh, here's the angle you can come at if you're a dark wizard or it's like maybe a quest line or something. And they were saying, oh, if you order early, you get all this like slithering apparel and stuff and it's like and I'm 72 hour early access and se- oh yeah that's yeah, not good i don't one. like that but uh the whole the whole thing was like oh this is like a, a dark wizard um trailer essentially and that's not how i will be playing my character i don't think <laughs> apart from the places where i maybe have to like it's probably mm. going to force me at times to crucio do yeah but um do it or i'll cast the crucio on you in terms of like <laughs> rpging i'm not going to be playing a character like that so actually that trailer turned out to be completely irrelevant to me <laughs> um but it's a game i'm interested in and i suppose it was nice to at least see that it's still it's still coming it's yeah not, they, it, they didn't change the release date or something on the trailer it exists um, even though they have changed it recently but yeah so i had like a couple that i wrote down that we already knew about that i will not talk about unless we like someone else mentions them Mm. because i'm like i already know about them we've already seen stuff i'm not really that bothered but um if we're going like fifth to like most excited um i probably say atlas fallen which was the one with all the sand sand guy and then like there was like um, there were a couple of sand ones yeah there was quite a lot the one where he like built the bridge there's like a magic oh yeah yeah and they were like skidding around in the like gameplay like they were like sliding everywhere looked a bit forespoken yeah it looked a bit forespokeny and i'm intrigued by it i might have to go like see if there's any more gameplay because every bit of gameplay they showed us was whoa camera just flickered so like fast and like such like jumping cut like cuts between things that i don't think any of it actually like registered in my brain, but like it looked interesting. Again, I don't know whether I will pick it up, but I will see what it's like. Oh, oh, the camera's having the camera's a really rough time of it. Rough time right now. Um, I see what it's like, and if it looks interesting when it comes to actually releasing, maybe I'll pick it up. But I thought it looked interesting. Mm-hmm. I'd forgotten about that, and I looked through an, an article of like everything at Gamescom to make sure, and I, I must have missed that one. But that mm. probably would have been one of my five actually. So mm. yeah, it's a good shout. Uh, my number five is High on Life, which I know you guys are very yeah, excited oh, for. Yeah. Uh, that's the Justin Roiland game where he does the same voice throughout the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm looking forward to that, having played there, because I think the studio is Squanch Games. I, yeah. Think that's yeah. I played their other games as well, and they were really good. And I really enjoyed those. So I'm looking forward to some abject silliness. I'll definitely give High on Life a go. Yeah, I'm I think even I will. Yeah. 
Sort of Even though you, you hate him. Hope that I find other guns. Oh, jeez, Peter. I imagine that he's going to have to do different voices for different guns. Uh, they're probably, some of them will be voiced by other people, but yeah. like, I'll, I'll probably spend as much time as I can not using the blue handgun. You <laughs> know to... that that's going to be this, the side character that you have to have with you. At oh, all yeah, times. it will force you to use it in a lot of encounters, I'm mm. sure. But mm-hmm. yeah. What else you got, Peter? Uh, Callisto Protocol is another one that mm-hmm. I also have that we've seen yeah. lots of, and you know, I was already excited for it, but it looked really good. I quite enjoyed the 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 spinning blade room he was mm. in, and then he died in a horrible way, as they seem to really like do. to do. It's not it's not actually USP really that like your character can die in horrible ways. That's been happening in games for a very long time, but they really seem to be like pushing that. Like whenever they when they first revealed it, when they were like. They were saying, oh, yeah, and uh, oh, this game, you can die in some really gruesome ways. Let's have a look at that. And they showed it. It's like, okay, right. You mean like like a lot of other games yeah. in that genre. Oh, but it was gruesome, though. It was gruesome, mm. but, you know, it's not it's not that unique. But if you want to try and sell your game on that, then fine. Um, Callista does look interesting. Mm. I didn't put it on my list because we already knew about it. Yeah. And we saw basically the same. We saw like a really random bit of gameplay for it as well, like, just going down like a water slide for what felt like ages. Oh, yeah, the slide. Yeah. When I was looking back at the video, I was like, God, that bit went on for a while. It's one of the best sliding sections in video games I've ever seen. Yeah. It looks it was fun. pretty intense. It looks yeah. fun. Um, my, I guess, number four uh, is Dorf Romantic that... Uh, it was only mentioned because they had to that. mention a German game. Is literally yes. what Jeff said. So it looks pretty cute. We love to yeah. spotlight German games here at Gamescom. So here's, here's one. one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's a Nintendo Switch game. It looked pretty cute, pretty just like relaxed, just kind of chill. So yeah. probably a good game if you've got, you know, the, my brain where you're like, I want a game where I turn brain off, not to do much at the moment. So... I'm definitely going to look into that. I don't know if it's out yet. I think I'm going to have to see if it's out now. Um, But that looks pretty good. Yeah, I've got that as one of mine. Uh, I also put Callisto Protocol for for my number four. So this is not something I ever have any intention of playing on my own. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I think it would be really fun to stream. And it looks pretty terrifying. We'll see if there's much more substance to it beyond the gruesome deaths Mm -hmm. and the slides. Mm -hmm. Um, Out of a, in a kind of, Oh, okay, kind of mm-hmm. position. Mm-hmm. I've written everywhere, which is a oh, bit of yeah. a mystery. That yeah, was weird, wasn't um, it? I'm sure. Actually, if we so we tried to you tried to look at the website there and then didn't yeah, and you it and it just broke. Phone. So uh, I've not actually had the time to look look up whether there's actual information out there about exactly what this is yet. Because even when they brought the guy out on stage, he just kind of said, "Yeah, you'll be able to do all sorts of stuff." He didn't. I don't think he ever actually said whether it's a sort of dreams-esque game where you're kind of creating your own content but that mm. seemed to be what it might be because um, it looked everything looked different from yeah everything else. so yeah, i assume it's a kind of a creativity he was saying like play share create sort of thing that's mm. those were the sort of buzzwords he was using so i assume it's a bit sort of make your own game dreams little big planet kind of thing so if it is that i'd be interested in it if it's not I'm interested to find out what it actually is. <laughs> yeah, it was very mysterious. Yeah. Um, my number three will definitely be your number one. Yeah. So I'll just wait and I'll just say something else. Um, there was a game called Under the Waves that um, was quite interesting looking. It kind of was like a bit subnautica you go around and you're um, 
submarine submarine too spooky for me um and you were like under the water walking with like a little sea ghost and stuff and it looks quite interesting we only had a cg trailer so i don't actually know what the game will look like um but it looked like a bit of a story driven kind of a bit spooky but under the ocean kind of thing so that looks quite interesting as well mm-hmm. um i've got lies of p oh, yeah. up next which is a name that i do not like um, but it's a Pinocchio game. Souls-like. It's a Souls-like Pinocchio game uh, where it's sort of set in a steampunky. It's, it's got a lot of lot of people are compared it to Bloodborne, and I see that, but I see more dishonored mm. sort of yeah. world, albeit sort of fallen kind of like Bloodborne and end of the world kind of situation. But it looks a bit more steampunk than it mm. does uh, Victorian Lovecraftian Gothic horror mm. uh, like Bloodborne is. Um, looks interesting. Not sure about the the design of Pinocchio or P, I P, suppose, yeah. because he looks a bit sort of uh, boy band. And yeah. the, uh, when I was looking it up earlier, there was an article that said, there's so much Pinocchio going on at the moment from Netflix to Disney to even video games, but only one of them is hot. And it was talking right. about the video game. And I was like, I, I mean, fair can enough. Can we not sexualize the wooden boy? Can, yeah. we, can we not sexualize it? I he think in this case, maybe the metal boy. boy not um, a man. He's so, a boy. I mean, I'm not expecting Pinocchio to like be be jacked and, and ripped, you know, and have like a buzz cut or something like that. But at the same time, this game could have been about anything other than Pinocchio. But yeah. for some reason, they've mm. chosen Pinocchio. I don't know why. It makes me a little less interested in it because it's about Pinocchio. But if it was a Souls-like set in that setting, a sort of steampunky, Victorian-y kind of place, I would have been, I think, far more interested. I'm still interested. Yeah. yeah. But I just think the Pinocchio twist is very bizarre. <laughs> and I don't know why. <laughs> why that? And Lies of P. It's That's a the letter P. Name. Just call it Lies of clean. Pinocchio. That would be better than yeah. Lies of P. Lies of P is just, it sounds crude. If yeah. they didn't tell us that it was about, because Jeff said before it was happening, he was like, oh, it's about, it's based on Pinocchio. If they didn't tell us that, we would have had not one single clue that it was about Pinocchio. No, no. Or even had anything to do with it. There was like a guy that was like, okay, he's just an old man. Obviously he's Geppetto, mm. but like, he could not have been seemingly maybe a Jiminy Cricket yeah. as well. Yeah, like in a lantern. Yeah. Every time, every time Pinocchio lies, he can piss a bit further. <laughs> yeah, um, that's yeah. what this game is about. Yeah. What have you got, Peter? Uh, I'm interested to see what other people do with Park Beyond. I don't have time to play theme park <laughs> building simulations. I love the idea games, of theme park games. Uh, I, I really read an like article them. about that the other day, oh, yeah. and someone had got early access, and she was saying that like she's played a lot of these like theme park things but she said that it's really good and she's really enjoyed it so far like it's quite different from everything mm. else that she's done i watch people i sometimes watch uh videos of people playing um games like that on youtube um, mm. because people are better at them than i am make some really fun stuff either they do like genuinely really interesting creative like really cool parks or as you said i think when we we're streaming at the time some people break games like that and make yeah horrendous like hellscapes mm. um so i'm yeah i i know for a fact that like let's game it out for example is probably going to play park beyond and make some sort of torture theme park yeah have like the path going right in the like the incoming path of one of the flying coasters and just yeah. sending all of these mm. like characters just scattering across so if map. only for the content i'll be able to watch rather than play i am <laughs> glad that that's happening and uh it does look even for a, a park building game mm. it looks 
quite good. So. But we haven't actually seen any gameplay for it yet. We've only seen no, some but from trailers. what they've, um, you know, the CG promise. trailers kind yeah. of promise features almost, mm. don't they? Like the way that they show things happening. So it looks looks interesting in that way. Mm. Um, Dead Island Two was uh, interesting. The CG trailer didn't look too dissimilar to the gameplay, which was quite nice. Mm -hmm. I mean, obviously it was a CG trailer, but like the art style and the graphics were still really good when it showed us some gameplay. Did we see um, gameplay in that one? Yes, yeah, so they did a CG yeah, trailer. Yeah, slightly And then they out. spoke to a lady and then it showed us some gameplay. Oh man, I'm dying. So would you like to see some gameplay? It was oh, right, yeah. at, right at the end. Yes, no, you're right. It was right, past Pokemoning. We'd like really checked out yeah. at that point. It was right at that the end. That was Khan, wasn't it? The lady. Khan, yeah, with this, the was person the one called name. Khan. And we were oh, like, yeah. that's so cool. What a cool, cool person. I was, was slightly Ashton? put off by the Ashton. gameplay, I have to say. Like, Dead Island, I know Dead Island is not a good game, but I at least remember it being very colorful and quite, you know, as the, the sun was always shining and there was hmm. a lot of, it was very saturated. And I thought something looked a bit off, like a bit sort of filtered with mm. that one. And I was like, oh, that's a shame that they've lo even lost that aspect of it, like all the popping colour. Also, like, it's set in LA, which is not, in fact, it's an, not island. an island. No. <laughs> so. I would be fascinated to learn about the various iterations that this game has existed in. Yeah. Because it's been in development for Absolutely so forever. long. Yeah, that this is, I think this, I'd be surprised if... A, this game hadn't been completely scrapped multiple times. Yeah. Mm. They started from scratch. Or if there's just foundations upon foundations of old code. Old you can bits. see like where old bits of design meet new bits. Yeah. And it's, it feels very 2014 or whatever, mm. where, you know, whenever it was meant to come out. Yeah, I'm intrigued by it. We'll see if like we get some more info. I don't think we got like a release date or anything yet, or even like a hint as to when it is coming. I think maybe 2023 they might have said, but I, I just can't find it fascinating exactly. that it that it still needs to exist because that company those those developers abandoned that game and made Dying Light instead, which yeah. by all accounts is a significantly better zombie game. And then mm. we've still got Dead Island. I hope it's good, but um, you yeah. know. It's kind of surprising that we'll they've, they've decided to go with Dead Island too. Like they probably would have done just as well to reboot it and kind of mm. almost say like, we know the first one actually is not very fondly remembered. Here's Dead Island reboot. Mm. Yeah. Uh, Weirdly, I thought the first one was rubbish. And I remember at launch, how buggy it was mm. and every like youtube was exploding in popularity at the time and i remember specifically there was like an the the melee attack animation from the first person didn't look too bad but in your shadow and in the mirrors you could see your character just sort of does this right and like just like they're stirring a big pot and yeah. it looks really weird and janky but then every bit of online discourse i've heard about dead island since it seems people really fondly remember that mm. and i'm not sure why because I don't think that it reviewed particularly well either. Mm. Uh, and I certainly didn't enjoy it. But uh, yeah, I think some people really do hold it in high esteem, which is a bit of a shock to me. I was really impressed with how quickly you figured out it was Dead Island 2 yeah, in the trailer. You saw, oh, like, yeah. you saw like one like ashtray and like and a shot of some trees palm like, trees. And Dead, Dead, Dead Island, Island 2. 2. It's because he said it's a game we've been waiting for for ages. And we were like, what could it what be? What could this be? Oh, it's be? Dead Island 2. <laughs> You mean the one that you headlined your summer game fest with a trailer that parodied it and took the piss out of yeah. it? Yeah. No moral standards at all, Jeffrey. It's also kind of weird that the gameplay was all like censored and stuff. Do you remember? Yes. Yeah. Why yeah. Was okay, that? now I do remember. Yeah, yeah, that was really odd, given that we'd seen Callisto Protocol of a Where man a guy getting yeah. smashed in half. half. You couldn't see the impact of the weapons with the zombies' heads, but you could see the aftermath. They yeah. Didn't mind yeah. you seeing that. And they were like, really you see a man's odd. head rip in half from the jaw, but you couldn't see that actually happen, nah, which was kind of weird, but disgusting. Yeah. 
my number two is Gotham Knights, which yes. we've seen before, but I think uh, I'm getting so much I'm getting a bit that. more excited the closer we get. I am still a bit nervous about the nature of its open world and every enemy having levels above their heads and you're chipping bits of health off and stuff. Like mm. I'm not, I don't know how I feel about that. It feels a bit, I know it's not, but it feels a bit live service-y yeah. kind of, and I'm I'm a bit concerned, but I, in, I'm, I'm willing to jump into a, I'm just scared it's going to be Marvel's Avengers yeah. again. Uh, but I'm I'm looking forward to the story at least, and we will see what a f- how much of a focus there is uh, on that. I didn't mm-hmm. love the Harley Quinn, like the no. bits we saw of Harley Quinn. The voice I wasn't, wasn't very good. Really loving that, but I am excited that it's a multiplayer story game. Yes, and I... we'll have to bat it up. Yes, bat it up. Uh, we Who are you playing as? Obviously, Batgirl. Well, that's not fair because I wanted to play as Batgirl. And we can't both be Batgirl. One of us okay? needs to change. One of us has to go home and change. Uh, or Robin, because I just think I just think Robin's funny. I'm a funny yeah. little dude. Okay, well, <laughs> what a funny little... Do you just want to ruffle his hair, you little crime fighter? <laughs> you little crime fighter, thank you. You little traumatised crime fighter. Robin's funny whenever he's in something where, like, Nightwing is also there. Because yeah. Nightwing was basically... I mean, I don't actually know my he's Batman cool history. Robin. But I imagine he was invented to be cool Robin. Yeah. Um, and so... I do like Nightwing. I'm Who's the other him. guy? Nightwing, Batgirl, uh, Red Robin, Hood. and Red Hood. Yeah. Yes, yeah. who was m- murdered. One of the, the, He was the second Robin who was murdered by the Joker and then resurrected. Yes. Right. Right, and see. he's very much an anti-hero. He yeah, does, he does so, kill him. We've seen so much of this like random bits of gameplay, like of Nightwing just zipping around on his little like parachute. Yeah, and, his like, little Fortnite glider. Little, yeah, and then he's got like <laughs> we've seen quite a lot of the fighting mechanics. So this was like a villain trailer yes. we saw. Yeah. Um I say I'm intrigued by it. And they for some reason, bafflingly, they were like, it's coming out earlier, four days earlier yeah. than the promised release date. So that video we've been trying to desperately make about 10 <laughs> things you need to know about Gotham Knights has now gone for a second round of retakes because of <laughs> the, the trailer they released earlier this week and then opening night live where they yeah. changed it again. Yes. Um, but yeah, I don't want the Joker to be anywhere near this game because it, it, unless it's but Mark Hamill, Mark Hamill, unless it's yeah. Mark Hamill Joker, we it's, got a shot it's gonna of him, be weird. Though. Did we? Do you not remember? There was like a bit where they were like in a masquerade ball, and there was a guy wearing a purple suit, oh. like oh, walking around. And I, I thought, is that the Joker? It. But we didn't like get it confirmed or anything. We got I mean, Clayface. Chili Man, Chili Man, uh, Harley Quinn, Doctor Cold. The, yeah, the uh, existence of Harley Quinn implies that the Joker should be around somewhere, but he could be dead in this universe. It's just there's there's Mark, no one can touch Mark Hamill Joker. Yeah, mm. apart from maybe Alan. Is it Tudyk? How do you pronounce his last name? Oh yeah, who who voices Tudyk. who voices the the Joker in the Harley Quinn show, and he does a great job there. But I just I don't want because it's gonna be one of it's it's gonna be bloody um what's his name? You know the guy. Uh, uh, d- What's he done? Uh, the, dying uh, Light. The, not Dying Light. <laughs> What's it called? Uh, the motorbike game. Um, <laughs> it's going to be Troy, Troy, Baker. Baker Troy Baker or one of Troy Baker's mates. Yeah. And you're going to hear them and go, that's Troy, that's Baker, Troy Baker or one of Troy, Troy Baker's Baker. mates. Mm-hmm. And that, again, we've spoken about it before. They're all very talented. But I just, if you're going to have the Joker, you've got to get Hamill in there. Yeah. Gotta. Yeah. So I'd almost rather there not be the Joker in there, to be honest. Mm. Um, as interesting as it would be to see a Joker in a Batmanless world, yeah. the kind of things that he would do. What's your What's your last one? I've sort of forgot. I think the, the top three I've forgotten to do in any kind of order. But <laughs> yeah. I, I also wrote, wrote down Dorf Romantic. I think it looks cute. Um, I've been following a guy on Twitter for ages who makes. Uh, is it called Townscaper? Yeah, it's that one where it's like procedurally. It's kind of procedural the way you, you place can, like, down buildings and, stuff, and they yeah. sort of pop together and like 
generate like washing lines and fountains and things and there's like on... no gameplay it's yeah no like actual story just do what you want it's just like a zen kind of unwinding it's like playing with lego or something mm. and, oh, nice you know that's what that looks like to me so far it was just like twisting around different tiles and joining stuff together so maybe there's a bit more to it than that but um to me it seemed like one of those unwindy yeah. kind of just aesthetically pleasing games without probably too much direction and uh yeah seems nice uh the last one i wanted to mention which will be ben's number one yes. is new tales from the borderlands absolutely i never played the first one well i played half of the first one and then we just never finished it because i'm not a big fan of like the telltale kind of format mm -hmm. but um i did like watching this story like finding out what the story was of Tales from the Borderlands. So I'm intrigued by the new one. It's new characters that we've not seen before. T. Dior is still there being the bad guys by the looks of things. Um, so I'm intrigued to see what they do with it. Yes, uh, I'd, I'm ne I need to rewatch this trailer, to be honest, because I've, uh, as as is the case with most of these showcases, we end up talking over a lot of it because yeah. otherwise we're just sat there in silence watching. <laughs> watching. Um, from what I understand, they've brought the same writers back from the first one, which is what I was a little bit concerned about because I loved the original Tales from the Borderlands. Mm. Uh, I am a big fan of Telltale's format. Uh, so that is exciting. It looks like they will. It's a shame we're not following up on the story of the first one because those characters some of them we've just not heard of heard from again a couple of them showed up in borderlands 3 mm. that being reese and vaughn yeah but reese was for some reason he was voiced by troy baker who did do a great job and then he just wasn't invited back for borderlands 3 and we spoke about it on the podcast at the time randy pitchford said was asked and he because he's full of crap all, at all times on Twitter. And he said something like, oh, you know, we just couldn't make it work, unfortunately. And then Troy Baker was like, what do you mean? You literally never asked me. You didn't me. even try. You didn't even ask <laughs> me to be in it. So they replaced his voice with someone else, uh, which was really jarring for me in Borderlands 3. And that cast of characters in Tales from the Borderlands uh, was very good. And their story was very good. And it almost ended on a kind of cliffhanger. So hopefully we see some of those guys again. I think I spotted Reese briefly yeah, in this Reese trailer. Don't know if they'll get Troy back. Probably not. We'll see. Uh, but I'm I'm excited for this one. And I hope they do the um, Life is Strange, True Colors thing of just releasing all the episodes at once instead mm -hmm. of, of, you know, peppering them out over mm. a long period of time. But we will see. We've got Randy. Oh boy, did oh boy, we! Oh boy, did we! In the brightest trousers known to we man, we just spoke over in. the top of him entirely. I don't remember a single word. We just he said, said hypothetical things that he could be saying. Yeah. yeah. You want to see a card trick? And they were like, "Well, if you listen to what Randy's saying, I was like, how are we supposed to be quiet when he's wearing that outfit? He's yeah. inviting he's being so loud. people. <laughs> yes, he's being <laughs> so loud. I left a USB stick full of porn at a medieval times. I'm Randy Pitchford. Uh, so yeah, he's he's something. Yeah. Uh, but I just wish he. I just wish he would let anyone of his phenomenally talented progressive group of developers speak for that company instead yeah. of loud loud mouth and trousers randy pitchford <laughs> uh but there we are i yeah. think that's that's all of our personal highlights but there were loads of games shown let us know what you think was the best game of gamescom opening night live or just in you know just in general of gamescom uh, full stop this this whole week it's been going uh, let us know what you think of 
conferences and showcases? Are they declining in quality? Is there less mm. out there that you're interested in? Mm -hmm. Is this symptomatic of a larger issue with the fact that the kind of games that we were enjoying maybe every one to two years in franchises in the 2010s now take six to seven years to make because game development is so expensive and so we have to fill it with smaller things that we aren't as interested in. Is that is that it? Yes. Could that? Yes, hey, it is that. Maybe. That's it. Um, let us know in the comments and uh, reach out to us around the internet where we are found. Peter's going to tell you some of those places right now. YouTube.com and Twitch.tv forward slash team triple jump it's where all of our videos and live streams go out uh, when we're streaming on both of those channels we are looked after and modded by lord brotovich trowling badger and mr black so if they tell if ashton tells you that if they tell you to do something you better flip and do it um if you've got amazon prime that has a twitch sub as part of the whole bundle it doesn't cost you anything extra it's just in there so you can spend that on us if you like you get all the normal benefits no extra cost Twitter.com and Facebook.com forward slash Team Triple Jump for all of our social media presence. We've got video content on there, legacy video content, uh, live stream announcements, um, and actual Facebook lives probably work again now. I don't know if we've still, if we're in the sin bin, but um, Fraser looks after that. And then he says things about Hitler, and then uh, he no longer... Fraser didn't say no, anything about Hitler. Cultaholic did, though. Yeah, and Fraser just by association ended up um, being in trouble. Mm. No, he's not in trouble. Don't know why I've really spun this whole narrative about Fraser <laughs> being. Just stop. You should stop now because it's just stop. I'm going to carry on. Get out of the hole. Fraser is. No, it's not. <laughs> on holiday. TikTok.com forward slash at Team Triple Jump. That's looked after by Fraser and he does a very good job of it. Mm. Um, we've also got a Patreon, which is patreon.com forward slash Team Triple Jump. There's lots of different tiers on there. And of course, you can go there if you want to ask questions on this podcast or be a weird news podcast producer. Uh, and there's lots of other things too. There's our other podcast and there's loads. Go and have a look. There is. We have a website. It's triplej.mup. Uh, that's it. Triplej.mup. Spells jump. It's very clever. Um, if you want to join our Discord, you can go to triplej.mup forward slash Discord. Tap with our wonderful community. On Discord, we're modded by Jack, Joe, Tori, and Hollowise. And if they tell you to do something, bloody well do it. If you want to listen to the podcast in its audio form, why not go to triplejet.mup forward slash podcast? Maybe you're going on a train journey this weekend and you want us to hang out with you the entire two and a half hours it takes to get to London from Newcastle. Maybe. Well, that's what you're doing. Half of uh, some of the time anyway. Yeah. Maybe listen to this and then listen to like another one. Yeah, a really yeah. old one. Yeah, go back to like number one or something. Oh, Before, that. Before I got here for you. B.A. Yeah. Um... <laughs> If you want to watch one of our many live streams that we do during the week, go to triplejail.mup forward slash VODs. You can catch up on our reactions to opening night live on that channel. If you want to book a cameo from us, it's triplejail.mup forward slash cameo. We're all on there. So is James Jenkins. And if you want to buy some sick and cool merch like this, this jacket here. Look at this. Look at it. Yours won't. Yours won't do this. I accidentally I've ripped a bit of my pocket. It's coming loose. Oh, no. Nightmare. You can't really see that. It's all just dark on the screen. But, <laughs> yeah. yeah. But we uh we might have some new merch coming out soon, so make sure you mm. follow at Triple Jump Shop on Twitter as no, well. There's a pocket Pete. No the pocket Pete. I don't believe. I don't no, know. I don't think so. Tragic. And that's all from me. Thank you, Ashton. <laughs> Why not follow Peter and Ashton on Twitter and Instagram at that Peter Austin and at Scrambled Ashton and myself just on Twitter at Confused underscore Dude. Maybe you want to see a couple of photos from our fun mini golf session. Did we post any publicly? I no. put uh, a video on my Instagram story and then I posted the picture of me. Okay, of course you did. <laughs> so, uh, we do lists every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Uh, 
streams every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Thursday being the joint stream. Blaze it. On Blaze YouTube, it. but not this weekend. Blaze uh, it. Mon- thank you. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday being solo streams. Blaze it. Blaze sometimes. Uh, on Twitch. Uh, the worst games ever is fortnightly Friday for patrons of a certain tier. Sunday for everyone else. We do the podcast every Saturday and shows all the bloody time. Come check them out. Uh, why not leave a five-star review on your platform of choice? It helps something to do with Al Gore's rhythms. We'd really appreciate it. There's uh, a fair bit out on the channel this week, isn't there, Peter Austin? Yeah, there is. I'm just double-checking that I got confirmation. Yes, I did. Um, <laughs> <laughs> fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. And we've said we've had a yes from the editor that it will be ready. Every GTA video game ranked from worst to best. Mm. It's very exciting. A contentious one, bearing in mind that none of them are bad. Yeah, mm. but it does sort of say that in the... Well, some a couple of them people are bad. People will ignore that. But I yeah, know oh, people, will. people will not listen to that. They will. Uh, what do you mean? It's the worst GTA game. Yeah, I mean, it does say that in the title. To be fair, but From none of them are bad. To best. Uh, well, something's always got to be worse. One of them is bad. At least one that I can think of. Tune in and find out. Is yeah. the remake on it? The re. The, I assume the... so. It wasn't yes. in my section. Yes. yes. Oh, it, it is. is. Yes, okay. it is. That's got to be pretty low, surely. Mm. You have to find um, out. So have a look at that. It's available on Sunday, I believe. So if you're listening nice and early to this podcast, it will be out tomorrow. Yeah. But if you've hung around a bit, it's probably already out by now. Go check it out. It's one of uh, many uh, ranked scripts that we've still got from the phenomenally talented uh, Philip Reed, mm-hmm. who obviously uh, passed away at the beginning of this month. So do come check it out. His work is amazing. And we will continue to put it out until we have exhausted it all. So yeah. come watch it. Couple of quip scopes this week as well. Uh, ben got a taste of sense. Oh, ben sense. got a taste <laughs> of Zenzero, um, which went out on Monday. You can check out some footage um, on the YouTube channel. Peter played some Destroy All Humans Two reprobed, which again you can check out the footage on the YouTube channel or listen on the podcast feed. And then hopefully, if nothing goes wrong immediately after this podcast, there will also be a what was it called? Pac Man World, World Repack. Uh, Quipscope as well where you can check out some footage of that and listen to what Peter thought of it mm. yes and you can also go watch the opening night live uh, live reactions on the VODs channel mm-hmm. uh, if you want to d- d- for some reason if you don't know what's happened at Gamescom opening live maybe and you want to find a stream of the actual show and then you can sync it up and then you know it's there you can watch it if you want just enough time to talk about this week's sponsor once again, and that is, of course, Hideo Kojima's podcast featuring his best friend in the whole wide world from now until the end of time, Jeff Keighley, which will be launching very soon. Mm-hmm. That's wait. all we got for you. Thank you so much for listening slash watching, everybody. We will catch you next week. Look after yourselves. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 